fantasy genre is vast, complex, and has existed for time immemorial. It is a way to escape the drudgery of everyday life, but also a method humanity uses to examine itself in interesting, boundary-shattering ways. We are fascinated with the heights of glory we can rise to, with the depths of depravity in which we sometimes fall. Fantasy gives us an opportunity to reflect on these themes, and let's face it, it's also just plain old fun. Join us weekly on Fridays for the Fantasy in General podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy in general. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Fantasy in General. Welcome to the Fig Pod. We're here for you. Always. Always. I except quick... for that two-month break, but other than yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, except for that. Unreliably here for you. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's how it is. Um, quick little mention at the top of the episode. If I um, sound weird, I'm sick. So. Yes. I know that I sound nasally anyway, but if I sound extra nasally, oh god, that's what is happening to me right now. My disgusting germ-ridden children gave me their ick. Yeah, and they're probably doing. Are they doing fine now? Yep, they're good. Yeah, their immune systems just boom, just like shrug that stuff off, and then we're left to deal with. All the aftermath. And you know what's a bummer is they don't take care of me. Uh, no. I still have to, like, make them food. So inconsiderate. Eat a granola bar for dinner. Right? Cares. (laughs) They suddenly get fancy when I'm sick, you know? They want, like, a five-course meal. (laughs) But then when I'm okay and I make them dinner, they'd rather have a granola bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So fun times. Mm-hmm. You know what? Interesting fact. I think we're all friends here, so I can say this. Okay? okay. We're all friends here. And I think that this is really good information for everybody to have. Cause I didn't know this. Okay. I okay. just popped a cough drop into my mouth. All right. Okay. Earlier, earlier today. I, I would say I, in the course of my workday, I probably had about 20 cough drops. Wow. Okay. The the bag says one every two hours. Okay. I was like, whatever. They're just cough drops. It's helping. No. Do you know why? Why? And because... If you have too many cough drops, they have a laxative effect. Oh, no. (laughs) That is crazy. That is crazy. That's so random. I never would have known that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is just kind of a PSA to everybody. Um, (laughs) Do one every two hours. 
apparently goodness sakes yeah. i mean you could take some cough syrup or something like that but yeah you know cough syrup is one of those things that seems so childish you know they make grown-up cough syrup i know it's just weird like the taste of robitussin is like childhood you know well yeah like that I spicy mean, spicy that, robitussin that spicy grape flavor yeah yeah <laughs> I did like it though. I did like it. Yeah. I may have to. Yeah. So anyway, just so everybody knows, beware NyQuil of cough too. drops. NyQuil's also an option. Well, I'm about to do that when we're done here. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. About to do that. Be done for the night. The end. <laughs> Nobody bother me till morning. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyway. Ingest with caution. Yeah, apparently, gosh. So, anyway, what's new with you? Since now I gave TMI on me. Yeah, no kidding. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think if there's anything super new with me. Um, just got back a little bit ago from my son's second basketball game. Which Ooh, was how'd that go? Uh, really well. His team won. They're two and zero. Okay. Um, they're doing really well, and he's getting better each. He's gotten better each game, so he's making progress too, which is really good. He was very active on defense tonight. Does he like play uh, a position? Um, I don't know how much the coach goes over that with them. Oh. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, my wife has been taking him to practice because then she goes to the gym. Yeah. While he's at practice, um, and I stay home, I've, I've stayed home with my daughters. Um, but I've gone to the last, I've gone to the two games, and I don't know how much into positions they are. I, I mean, it seems like they might talk about it a little bit because my my son's a little on the shorter side. Yeah. So he kind of hangs out around the perimeter and defends on the perimeter. Oh. Okay. And it seems like they do have the taller kids in closer to the basket. So he must yeah. go over it a little bit. So I guess if you had to say what position he plays, he'd be a guard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Had a couple of good passes tonight. So nice. yeah. He's doing, cool. he's doing well. Yeah. Gotta take some lessons of trick shots from me. Oh gosh, that's just ridiculous. Well, I mean, you you lose every time, so Kelsey makes the dumbest shots. I would call like it backwards, stuff. backwards granny shot 40 feet away from the basket. Just stupid stuff. Skills. Mm, okay. Yeah. If it happens like more than twice, it's not a coincidence. Has it happened more than twice? Absolutely. No, I definitely remember twice. I don't know. I don't remember more than that, but I'll take. Your oh, word. Okay. So twice. You could, you could definitely own me on a tennis court. I will say that. Okay, fair enough. I'll take it. Fine. <laughs> then the basketball's luck. I'll oh, okay. Okay. Easy. You can make it inside the boundary lines in tennis. I haven't figured that part out yet. Yeah, but guys always have like the the strength to it, you know? Yeah, if you can get your accuracy down, I mean... It it would be good, but I, I don't, I hit it and there's no telling where it's going to go. Well, I can attest to that. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we watched the first two episodes of Andor. Okay. Pretty good so far. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it for sure. Just not for kids? Uh, it's probably fine. I think the first, it was just the first scene like, whoa, in your face, you know? Okay. Okay. But yeah, we watched the first two episodes so far. Very cool. Not more of Rings of Power. Okay. What about you? I haven't yet. I've got to catch up on stuff. I just haven't had the what, time. What are you or something? Busy, and uh, there's been a, a couple of shows that uh, my wife has wanted to watch with me, so we've watched those, and they were really good. Oh, what are they? Uh, not fan. Well, one might be kind of fantasy related. The first one is Yellow Jackets. Oh, okay. Have you seen that one? No, she told me about it though. It's good. Definitely horror-y. Yeah, I don't know. Very, very suspenseful. Yeah. Uh, it seems like there's something supernatural going on, but it's yeah. not super confirmed yet. It's the second season supposed to come out in the springtime. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I watched the first season, which was 10 episodes. Really good. Yeah. Uh, and then I've watched the first two episodes of a show called Inside Man. What's that about? On Netflix. It's from the creators of Sherlock, the Sherlock series on the oh, BBC. Oh, okay. Okay. And so it's about a guy who's on death row um, for killing his wife. Uh-huh. Uh, but he is a, he has a PhD in criminology and he's like a crime solving genius. So even though he's on death row, there are people that come to him and meet with him while he's on death row to help him for him to help solve their mysteries. Oh, okay. That's and uh, the first couple of episodes have been interesting. There's a very, there's another sort of side plot to the show that's very stressful to watch. And very so stressful? I, very stressful. And oh. it's definitely an adult show. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, adult, um, adult themes. There's not like, uh, they don't show anything terrible but there's definitely like you know the dialogue and stuff like that there's some adult themes to it so yeah yeah for big sure let's be big let's beware yeah don't always take our re recommendations for all ages right and it's 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 been pretty good the first two episodes like i said i don't i haven't well, i haven't finished yet it's only four episodes long oh that's it how long are the episodes? yeah about an hour oh okay um so we'll see how it ends. Yeah. I, I uh, withhold final, final judgment and recommendation on it until I finished it. All right. That sounds cool. Yeah. So interesting concept, at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have an email. We do. We do. Shall I read? Uh, sure. If you want to, or I can, it's up to you. Oh, go for it. You read. You're a good email reader. Oh. Yeah. Mike. My computer is working now, um, oh so uh, I have pulled it up. Uh, it is, again, from our dear friend Colin. And Colin writes, Sorry for traumatizing Kelsey's son with my Andor recommendation. Uh, though in my defense, when you meet him in Rogue One, he kills the informant who tells him about the Death Star. 
So killing a corrupt security officer while searching for his sister isn't off-brand. Very true. true. He is a mercenary of sorts. Um, As for villains I love to hate, this is a good one. Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is fun. And so does Count Olaf from a series of unfortunate events. Other standouts are the Joker Mm -hmm. and many more Batman villains, as well as Loki, as played by Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Agreed. He's very good Loki. And the gentleman with the thistle down hair from Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Ooh. Signed, Colin. I have that book, but haven't read it yet. Oh, and there okay. Is a, there is a movie or mini series on it as well. I think it was done by the BBC. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet, but I have the book and it's on my to read list. I just haven't done it yet. I mean, all of those sound really good. I mean, the Joker obviously is yeah. an amazing one. I feel like this series is going to run for a while. It might. There's lots of really good villains out there. Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy's a... Man, that was a good show back in the day. It's maybe a little dated now for a new audience, but it was yeah. a good show back in the day. Yeah, those are good. I'm excited for this series. Um, thank you, Colin. Those are all very good yeah. recommendations. Very good. Very good. Uh, well, anything else before we get into our brand new segment? Uh, no, I don't think so. What about you? Not really. Pretty uneventful week, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, well, you've been sick for yeah at least a few days. So Yeah, true. Very true. All right, well, let's get into it. All right, let's do it. All right. Well, welcome back. And we are here with a brand new segment. Brand spanking new. We think it's going to be pretty funny. I think so, too. I think it's going to have some interesting, interesting circumstances. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting circumstances. (laughs) Okay. uh, Why don't you tell us what it's called? So the new segment is called Mad Mashups. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a character from one fantasy or science fiction story and put them in a setting that is foreign to them, a different fantasy setting or science fiction setting, and talk about how they would handle it or what they would do. If they would survive, if they would not survive. So by random draw and selection... Who do we have today? Today we have Harry Potter. Okay. The boy who lived. The boy who lived. We'll see if he does still. And the setting that he is going to be in is in outer space on a derelict ship full of reavers <laughs> from Firefly. <laughs> How do you think Mr. Potter would fare? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that he uh, he's using the flu network and accidentally says something that he shouldn't say and winds oh, okay. uh, the ship in outer space somehow. Okay. I like that. So he, and you know, he does have a history of a uh, mispronunciation. 
yes, it's a ship that's kind of floating around, but uh, life support's still working on the ship. So there's oxygen and there's gravity. Okay. All right. Um, Man, how surprised would he be? Quite. He'd be like, Hermione? (laughs) And we we can't say he would just apparate, you know, that's cheating. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he can't just apparate. And he's no. not very good at that anyway. Yeah, no, he's not. They depend on <laughs> Hermione for way too much. Yes, they do. Um man, hands down he would die for sure. The question you is think so? The question is how long he would last. Is, I he, guess is we... he alone? Yeah, he shows up and he's alone and he's wandering the halls of the ship and it's everything's kind of dark and oh, dreary. Turns and he sees, uh, he might he maybe goes Lumos with his wand to give himself a little bit of light. Stupid. You know, one of the few spells he knows well. Classic mistake. And uh starts kind of wandering the halls, looking around, and uh sees a little bit of carnage. Ugh. And uh, realizes that uh, this isn't from Death Eaters, maybe probably not even from werewolves. What could this be? Yeah. Okay. So they don't see him yet. Right. I mean, he has the upper hand. I mean, I would say he has his invisibility cloak. Okay. On him, ready to roll with? Yeah, let's just, we'll give him that. We'll give him that and his wand. Okay. Obviously. But nothing else. So I think he would throw on his cloak immediately. Once he sees the... the Yeah, like the what's thing. going on. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, Man. But the minute they sense him, I think he's done. He, he'd throw out a little Expelliarmus. That's not going to do anything. Yeah, does he ever use... He never uses in the books Petrificus Totalis. No. No. Um, He does... um, Oh, what's it called? I mean, is a Patronus going to do anything for him? (sighs) Probably not. Does a Patronus do do much as far as defense against anything besides Dementors? Man, I don't know. I know you can send messages with them yeah. and things like that. Beside, does a Patronus do anything besides defend against Dementors? Because if that's the pretty, case, he... He has a fighting chance. He has a pretty powerful Patronus charm that he yeah. uses. I no, it's just a mess messenger. Okay. So that's not gonna work. Okay, so we're done with that option. Harry, you're not looking too good, man. There's another spell that he uses. Jenny also uses it in the Ministry of Magic. Um is it st- oh well there's also stupefy. Yeah, stupefy. Um, he can do stupefy, um, and then there's man. What is that? I can't think of the name of the spell that Jenny uses, but Harry uses it too because he teaches the Order of the Phoenix how to use it. 
he could do Sectum Sempra. Yeah, I I was thinking that too. He does know that one. Um, but how quick can he do that? You know. Yeah, and then I mean, he. Here's my thing. I'm I'm wanting to try to figure out a way that Harry survives this, but yeah. I don't know if he does. The fact that it's hard, this hard to do is tough. You know, it's not looking good. Because you take out a reaver and they just keep coming. So yeah. I mean, you've got to be fast and and yeah. constantly taking them out. And I don't know if Harry Harry might just freak out. I don't know if he could react. Here's I think here's the thing about Harry is that. It, go, it goes with all of the whole trio is that they're nothing without the others. They do. Yeah. They support each other quite a bit and complement each other. So, I mean, the one time Harry went off alone, he died. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, he definitely meant to, but I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that was, let's be real. That was going to happen anyway. He walked into a den of dark wizards. Well, he Even walked he into a den of reavers. Yeah. I don't see this going well for Harry. Sorry, I Harry. I think that his curiosity, if he was smart, what he would do, I know we said you can't apparate, but if he was smart, he would just get out of there. You know? Yes. But he's not he's too curious. He's too much yeah. that's where his dad comes out. Yeah, I can see that. That's true. So sorry, Harry. Yeah, this one doesn't go very well for our hero. How many spells do you think he would get out? Um, I think he would get out... I think he could get off a decent number of spells. I'm saying, I'm thinking he could get off up to eight or nine, maybe. Oh, I was going to give him ten, so... Okay, but that's not going to be enough to take out a whole group of Reavers. No, no. I mean, and I would imagine it's going to take more than one spell for one Reaver. And he's going to try, you know, he's going to try some spells at first, yeah. maybe to see if they work. And then when they, if they don't work, then he's going to have to try to think on his feet real fast about yeah. what else he can do. And he's so. not super good at that. Yeah. Yeah, he goes I guess back to the de- he goes back to the default. I mean, I can't I can't defend him here. <laughs> he does. He knows like three or four spells really well, and they do. I mean, they serve him, you know, against wizards. Well. Yeah, yeah, they, um, he does well against wizards. You know, he's he's reinforced for that poor choice of just not learning more spells. But oh well. Yeah, Hermione has the encyclopedic knowledge of spells, and Harry's more limited, but the spells he does know, he can pack a wall yeah. with. Yeah, true, true. But some of them just aren't, are just flat out not going to work on a Reaver. Poor guy. Poor guy. I, like, I liked the Sectum Sempra, though, because for sure, that's a great one. If he could think of that, I think he could get a little bit further. That would yeah, work on a agreed. Reaver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would work on pretty much yeah. anybody. Stupefy, maybe for a minute. It'll still stun some of them. Yeah. With stupefy, but I mean, eventually, I think just they'll be overwhelming. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there's that. There's that. Harry Potter zero, Reavers one. Yes. Bad guys win this one. 
let us uh, know what you think. Which is apropos because that's what we're going to be getting into. Yeah. Guys. That's true. Very true. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, take a quick little transition and get into the beat of our episode. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are starting a brand new series, which we're super stoked about. Yes. Very excited. Yeah. What it, uh, it is. Uh, what do we call it? Baddies. Baddies. The villains we love to hate. Yes. Love. I don't know about you. No, I do know about you. I don't know about you guys. Figgies in general. But I love a great villain. Oh, yeah. Love, love a, a good villain. It can make or break a story if the villain is, is good or bad. If the it is yeah. done well or done poorly. Yeah, I'm not trying to look for a trash villain. Like, what's an example of, like, not a good villain? Uh, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head real quick. Put me on the spot. Um, I don't think Hans... In in Frozen is a very good villain. Yeah, you know, really kind of lame, really weak. Yeah, I think so. He's just kind of a jerk. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, you put me on the spot a little bit, but yeah, I'm gonna have no, to I can't even think of one. Uh, I'm thinking. Well, one that I'm thinking of, and I don't know why this popped in my head because I don't even know his name. But in Hotel Transylvania 3, where they're on a cruise ship, you know? Oh, yeah. Van Helsing? Yeah, like how he is a DJ and stuff. I don't know. Weak. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Weak. Yeah. I like how kind of cartoons are going to be. I know. These I know. poor villain examples. Um, I mean, not fantasy related per se, but like there's some some James Bond movies where the villain's kind of lame and kind of... Uh, not very imaginative. Like it's just, yeah. oh, it's it's another megalomaniac. All right, oh, here we okay. go. You know that kind of thing. It's not. Yeah. They didn't seem like they put a whole lot of thought into the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that being said, we do have a great villain today. A great one. One of the best. You know what? I agree. I I I like I this quite a bit. Lover. Oh, gave a hint. That's okay. That's okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, introduce introduce our villain. Uh, speaking of kids' movies and cartoons, that's what uh, this villain comes from. It is from the Disney classic, The Little Mermaid, and yep. our villain is Ursula, also known as the Sea Witch. Yes. You pour on for. I don't. I won't finish because I don't think. I I... How long it was going to take yeah. for you to sing that song? And there it is, right at oh, the beginning. There it is, right off the top. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a great one. It's a great villain song. Great. Let, top two. Are you ready? Top two. Number one. I mean, tied for Disney movie villain songs. I'm curious if it's going to be the same as mine. Okay. You know, Ursula. Uh-huh. And Gar. Gar. Yep, absolutely. Classic. 
great villain songs. So good. I mean, where did they go? You know? What do you mean? Well, I'm do villains. Ha I guess like mother Gothel had a song in tangled. Um, oh yeah. There knows best. That's a good one. Yeah. It's okay. Um, they just don't do it as frequently anymore. You know, like, yeah, they haven't done it a ton in the Disney movies. I, I can't think of a bunch of, of villain songs in Disney films off the top of my head. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, anyway, sources. Uh -huh. Uh, Most of it from Disney.fandom.com. Also our uh, brains. Also yeah. our brains. We love Ursula. Yep. Yep. All right. So what? What? I've been watching that movie since 1988. I have not. Because I wasn't well, around yet. Yeah. But close to that long. Yes. All right. So what exactly is Ursula? Um, well, she's a villain, obviously. Love uh, she is a bad she is a baddie. Yeah. Um, and technically she's a how do you pronounce this word? I would say Cecilia. Okay, which is a half woman, half octopus. Yeah, yeah. Where's Himes with the pronunciations, you know? Yeah, I know, right? So she could throw <laughs> it in a, that's a throwback. That is a throwback. <laughs> Let's see, pronunciation. Let's see if it'll. Okay. Let's see how close I was to it. Oh, come on, internet. Give me a break. Mine was giving me fits earlier, too. I... Never mind. We'll, we'll say Cecilia until somebody is bound to correct us. Yeah. C-E-C-A-E-L-I-A. -E -E yeah. Okay. It's a mythical creature. Half woman, half octopus. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being one. It'd be kind of cool. Oh. It's okay. a lot of limbs. It is a lot of limbs. Also a little gross. Why? Because you're half octopus. Those are you're so half Cthulhu. Um, octopi are so beautiful. Mm, agree to disagree. What? Says the guy who like is repulsed by torti. Yes. And turtles, yeah, turtles in general, turtles and tortoises. I'm not real a big, not a big fan of them. I think they're creepy creatures. I don't like the way tortoises walk. I think they just look unnatural. I mean, I can, I can agree with you there, but it doesn't like repulse me. Hmm. Yeah, it's just strange and creepy. All right. Well, if you could be, if you could be some kind of mythical sea creature, what would you be? Would you be a merman? Uh, no, that doesn't that doesn't strike my fancy. Oh, um, I don't know. I've never given this much thought. Like, if you could be half human, half any sea creature, would you pull a Victor Crumb? Oh, uh, with the shark head? <laughs> yeah. There's there's Himes back. Oh, there. there's Himes. Hit us. She said. She said I would choose the head of a dolphin. Head of a dolphin. <laughs> um, Somebody sketch that up for us, please. Please.
Do you get like, is it enough that you have the blowhole? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. I would love that. Uh, <laughs> love that for you. I have really honestly never given this a whole lot of thought. I have no, no idea what I would choose. Oh man, you know me with scenarios, so. Like sea You're creatures up. have never like really been a big, my, my son loves them. He loves sharks. And my son would be like a great white shark or something like that. Um, yeah, sea creatures never did it for me. So I trying to think. I'll I could see you with the body of a lobster and the head of a human. <laughs> What in the world? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Crustacean. Um, Just tut tutting around on the seafloor. Fate would probably make me a sea turtle. Um, Please. If, God. if there is reincarnation, make him a sea turtle. Please. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Killer whale. So, like... Your head and the body of a killer whale? Like torso and head of a man. And so, like, I guess it's kind of like a merman thing, but I wouldn't be like a tuna tail or salmon yeah. tail or whatever yeah, they sure. thought would be, be a, a killer, killer whale, whale tail. Yeah. Would you have like the dorsal fin? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to You got to kill it with the dorsal fin, you know? Oh, yeah. And then if you're sad, then it'll like, you know, fold over like Free Willy. I'm not Free Everybody Willy. Everybody will know. I'm not Free Willy. I'm Bobby the Killer Whale Man. <laughs> Bobby the Killer Whale Man. <laughs> Trog door! That's what that reminds yes. me of. <laughs> yes. But, you'd, oh, be a, but you'd, be, you'd be a half, half woman, half octopus. That's your choice. I feel pretty stuck on that. I mean, she made a great, it wasn't her choice, but she did make a great choice. Okay, that was confusing, but okay. Yeah. I mean, if it was her choice, I support it. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I think so. They're pretty cool. They can like go into really tiny spaces. Yeah, I mean, your bottom half could. What about your top half? Yeah, my head would probably get stuck, huh? Be well, like stuck in the crack. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. You could shoot out ink. I mean, that alone is worth it. That's pretty cool. It's creepy. Okay. Well, I'd smack you in the face with my giant killer whale tail. And your folded over dorsal fin because you realize it was a bad choice and you're sad about it. It is upright <laughs> and, and fearsome. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we've gotten through one point of our outline so far. Yeah. So that's what Ursula is. Why don't you tell us a little bit about her background, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. So she lived a long time ago in the palace of King Triton in Atlantica. So she kind of mentions this like offhand in song. Um, but yeah, so she lived there. And she was banished because of her greed and use of dark magic. I wonder what she was in the palace, if she was like an advisor or something like that. Well, we'll get into some things that she was supposed to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know in the story that was actually put out 
what she was. Interesting. Very interesting. Unclear. Unclear. Uh, so where does she live now? Now she lives in the remains of a Leviathan. Yes. Which is a large mythical sea creature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So she li- it's like a skeleton that she lives in and it's huge. Yeah. It's enormous. Enormous. So tell us where it came from. Like where did where did this Leviathan even come from and why is she living in it? So in a Little Mermaid comic book entitled The Serpent Teen, so two separate words, Serpent Teen. Oh my gosh. You just said that out loud and I put it together. It's a little play on words. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, anyways, in this comic book, it reveals that this creature is the remains of a giant sea monster known as the Serpentine, spelled how Serpentine actually is spelled. There it is. um, This creature was once used by a kingdom of eel-human hybrids. So Please be that. Oh, gosh. There's a creature like that in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Really? It's like it's like on Davy Jones' ship. He's a man with an eel head, and he can like curve it around and bite your face off. Oh, that's disgusting! Um, so that's what I'm picturing here. Okay. And uh, these creatures, these hybrids, were known as the moray, like a moray eel. Yeah, I mean, not creative, but continue. And uh, they would uh, use the serpentine sort of as a form of gladiatorial entertainment. So they would stick other things into the ring with this serpentine and basically watch them get devoured. Um, They would send unsuspecting creatures into this maze. So it's almost kind of like uh, the legend of the Minotaur. Yeah. And the creature would lurk around and then come upon these unsuspecting people and feed upon them. Uh, During the events of the comic, Ariel manages to elude the creature and it sends it into a bloodthirsty rage, Ugh. which forced the moray to have to kill it. Otherwise it was going to just take them all out. Yeah. Shortly afterwards, Ursula comes upon um, this, uh, or excuse me, she comes along and offers the moray a chance to steal King Triton's trident. If they gave her, the skeleton of the serpentine. Yeah. From that point, Ursula uses it as her lair. So it's it's a gigantic skeleton that she then just converts into her home. And I'm guessing she didn't hold up her end of the deal on that one. It doesn't sound like it. I mean, she's yeah. we can tell from the story of the little mermaid that she seems like she's somebody who kind of makes one-sided deals. Mm. I mean, she knows what she's doing. She puts some loopholes in those contracts. She does. She does. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, and then her ultimate goal, really, of her life Mm -hmm. is to get revenge on King Triton and become queen of Atlantica. Yeah. I mean, basically, she wants to be, she's the sea witch. She wants to be the sea queen. Yes. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Okay, so now let's go and talk about how Disney actually developed Ursula in mm-hmm. the movie. Okay. Yes. 
Um, so she's based on the story by Hans Christian Andersen. Yes. But in his story, the sea witch is just a neutral enabler. She's kind yes. of a background player. Yeah, yeah. She's not she's not the main villain. That's the Hans Christian Andersen story is a little bit darker and a little bit more twisted than I mean than the fluffy yeah. Disney story. Yeah, yeah. Typical. But uh not uh but not as far as the Ursula character goes. Yeah, she's, she's just kind of there, you know, yeah, nothing yeah. nothing too intense. Mm-hmm. Uh she also was not originally a Cecilia. What okay. was she? And this is bizarre. She was maybe a rockfish or a lionfish, um, or uh, having a snake-like appearance. Hmm. I just can't imagine any of that. Yeah, I can't either. Um, I don't know. Hans Christian Andersen, I think, was... Was he from the Netherlands? I think he's Danish. A Danish writer. Um. So I guess that would make him Denmark. from Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Danish would make him from Denmark. Um, and uh, maybe octopoid creatures aren't common there. I don't know. So maybe that's why he didn't do it. But I mean, obviously. No, he, no. Like in uh, like in the Disney adaptation. Oh, in the Disney adaptation. Yeah. Oh. Like they have like sketches. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some of the original sketches of Sebastian and it's kind of weird too. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm glad they settled on the things they settled on for that film. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of strange. Yeah. A rockfish. Could you imagine a rockfish singing poor, unfortunate souls? <laughs> no, I could not. It's um, not intimidating in the slightest. No, rockfish are not very large creatures. Yeah. Um, they're pretty small. Um, she has um, she has an interesting aspect about the octopus portion of her body. Yeah. Uh, the anatomy of it. What is that? So she actually, so as we hopefully all know, an octopus mm -hmm. has eight tentacles or arms. Yes. Ursula has six. Okay. And this was strictly a budget, a budget move, budget decision. That is so interesting. It was going to cost yeah. that much more to give her two more tentacles. I guess, I guess. But if we're being technical here, she does have two arms. Yeah. For a total of eight appendages. So, yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. That's eight true. appendages. Like you said. Yeah. So. You know, just yeah. weird. Like, I've never noticed that before. I've never thought to count her te tentacles personally. Yeah, I never had either. I, so that's very interesting. I guess that's the people that don't want to enjoy a movie, you know? <laughs> you can sit there and count the tentacles. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never noticed that before we started researching this. Real quick, do you see my dog right now? I do. I do see your dog. <laughs> he is passed out on the couch. Are you okay, lady? Oh, she like barely opened her eye. Okay. Wow. Anyways, anyhow, um, in it's oh, you're fine. So in the animated film, uh, the Ursula is voiced by an actress named Pat Carroll. Yes. 
And she said that she envisioned Ursula being part Shakespearean actress with all the flair and flamboyance and theatricality, which we definitely see that shine forth. She's a very uh, flamboyant sort of uh, character. Oh, yeah. And dramatic. She has a flair for the dramatic. Um, and uh, so part Shakespearean actress, part used car salesman with a touch of con artist. I mean, pretty accurate. Which is interesting uh, because um, in uh, Hercules, the villain in Hercules, Hades. Oh, uh, that's a used car salesman. Voiced by James Woods. Um, so I guess when they originally developed his character, they were trying, they were, they thought, you know, it's gotta be somebody with a dark voice, you know, a dark menacing voice. And then James Woods came in an audition and James Woods said, when he read the character, he thought that it was like sort of a sleazy used car salesman. Yes. So, you know, he talked, he talked real fast and like, he's trying yeah. to smooth and make all these deals. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I think the least that I see of her is used car salesman, but I I get it. But I mean, that's yeah. another that's another great villain. Hades, oh yeah, Hades is a great villain. That's just a great movie. Great. James movie. Woods does a terrific job with that voice and that character. So good, so good. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, so let's but, talk about her personality. Okay. All right. Um, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, dark sense of humor. First of all, she definitely, you know, I would, I would describe her as being upbeat in a disturbing way, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. She seems happy with her choices. Oh, very. Yeah. And I mean, there goes the used car salesman thing. She's definitely trying to paint a rosy picture of whatever deal you're making with her. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Very true. So uh, going off of that, what else is she? Well, she's also, of course, very manipulative. Yes. Um, she definitely knew the Mer people could never live up to the ends of the bargains that she made with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, she had to, right? Yeah, I would imagine so. I wonder if, I mean, but you got to let, you have to have some success rate for people to keep coming back, right? Well, maybe. Why would they maybe. come to her? I think, I mean, you go to her out of desperation, right? When you've got nowhere else, you know, like she says, with no one else to turn to, you know. Yeah, but like this one wants to be thinner. This one wants to get the girl. I mean, is that that's not like desperation. Just relax for a second, you know. I mean, I feel like that's a little bit. I mean, I agree, but I think that those those situations are probably a little bit relative. Right. Some people might think that it's a desperate situation if they're just madly in love or just, you know, desperately want to change their appearance, then yeah. you might be willing to go to those depths. Hey, I heard about this sea witch out there who will. Yeah, that nobody else has come back from. Well, as far as maybe there's stories about how they, they leave and go off to be live happily ever after somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she does have, maybe there is a little bit of a success rate. Maybe she does let some people 
in order to keep the con going, right? Maybe. And why does she do it? I mean, she gets something in return, right? I don't know what she's gotten in return from some of the other people that she's made deals with and manipulated. But with Ariel, it was obviously the voice. And that was part of a larger scheme to manipulate Triton. Yeah, that's true. I read somewhere that like she gains a part of their soul and so it makes her more powerful. Oh, maybe. But I don't know if that's canon. Not sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, she's evil. Um, very evil. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she's vengeful. Mm-hmm. Power hungry. Clearly. Uh, very, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's also very vain. She's very into herself. Oh, yeah. Super Ursula thinks Ursula is pretty awesome. Yeah. She loves the the makeup, the lipstick. She likes looking at herself, you know. <laughs> she does. That's yeah. true. Yeah. She thinks she's hot. Yeah, she does. Absolutely. Which good, I mean, good for you, girl. Good for you. Yeah. And her, her vanity also leads to arrogance. Yes. She's not just prideful. She's arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She, uh, I don't know how often this has happened, but at least we see in The Little Mermaid, uh, she underestimates the resilience and capability of her targets or opponents. Very true. Yep. And I mean, ultimately, that's what led to her death in the film. Yeah, absolutely. She thought she thought she had the whole thing won. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's talk. Does she have any redeemable qualities? <laughs> Gosh. I mean, I think based upon what we know of her, it's hard to think of any. Okay. Um I mean Man, I'm hard-pressed to think of one right now. Do you have one in mind? Well, yeah. I have a couple. I have a couple in mind. So, you know, she has flotsam and jetsam, and she cares about them. I mean, they're despicable creatures. She cares, though. There's something there. For poor little poopsies. Yeah. She cares about them. She can take care of little pets, you know? She's also (laughs) confident. (laughs) And most redeemable of all, she's a great singer. Oh, gosh. (laughs) She is a great singer. You got to give her a point for that. I mean, is her confidence a redeemable quality? She's confident in kind of the wrong things, right? Yeah, but it's good to be confident. Mm, I suppose. I'm trying to help her out. I can get. I guess I can get on board a little bit with the fact that there are some creatures she cares about. They're evil, despicable creatures, but she cares about them. Yes, exactly. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Oh, Grace. <laughs> All right. So, how does she look? Well, as we've mentioned, she's half human, half octopus. Yep. And um, she's rather large. Yeah. Um, and she kind of has. So, whereas the merfolk look, you know, like they have the complexion that you would think of sort of European people, right? Yeah. They just yeah. have sort of 
a regular human European complexion. Yeah. She does not. Her complexion is she has purplish, light purple skin. Yeah. Uh, on the human half and obviously black octopus at the bottom. Yeah. And then uh, she has white hair. Yeah. Very striking features. They are very striking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, She also um, has gray eyes, Mm -hmm. which creepy. Yeah. Sorry if you have gray eyes. Don't love that. Um, And she's always wearing. Oh, I think my sister has gray eyes. Sorry. Your younger sister? Yeah. I think her eyes change color. Oh, okay. It hmm. seems like they do. I don't know. I'll have to check on that. Whoops. Uh, yeah. If she does, it's creepy. So We'll check on that. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's always wearing makeup. Yes, she is. She likes to be dressed to the hilt. Yes. Uh, so we have Ursula, but then Ursula also turns into a human. She does. Turns into Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa. Who, can, who has Ariel's voice. I was just going to yes. say who has Ariel's voice. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she has long, dark hair. Uh-huh. Big contrast to the white hair. Uh, violet eyes, kind of like yeah. her skin as an octopus. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, highly arched eyebrows, which were made that way to elicit distrust. Ooh, okay. Uh, and she does wear Ursula's Nautilus pendant as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, because that carries the voice. It does. That's right. Yep. Um, all right. So what are some of her powers? Well, as mentioned, she is a, a sea witch. So as such, we see a lot of the... Uh, you know, we talked about witches not that long ago. She does a lot of things that you would think of a sort of a classic witch. She has a cauldron. Yeah. Right. That she can use to, uh, you know, create spells, concoct spells and whatnot. Um, she has vials and potions and things like that, that she can mix to create magical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can also transform bodies. Yes. Not only other people like Ariel, but she can also, like we just talked about with Vanessa, transform herself into different yeah. forms. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, kind of, uh, well, I guess not vampire-like because vampires don't have reflections at all, but she cannot change her reflection. Yeah, kind of interesting, huh? Very, very much so. I wonder why that would be. Or if, she, or if she chooses to see herself in her true form in her reflection or, you know? I don't know. You know, people say, you know, there's a, lots of mythology out there about mirrors. Yeah. Mirrors are like a doorway or a portal to the soul type of thing. Yeah. Maybe it yeah. shows you who you truly Your are. Your true self. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Okay. Like vampires don't have a reflection. So they're because they're undead. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, She also has power over the weather, apparently. Yeah, at least when she gets Triton's Triton to the end. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Gives her power over the seas and the weather. Uh, She has superhuman strength. Yes, she's very strong. 
And, oh, this is what I was talking about. She can absorb, absorb souls. Which is terrifying. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Which potentially brings her more power. I don't love that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either, but that's, I mean, I guess it makes sense. All right. Hmm. As yeah. to why she would make the deals she makes. She yeah. accrues power. Yeah, she maybe gets she favors. And then she also accrues power, I guess. Maybe she was just doing that until she had enough power to make her move, you know? Yeah, very possible. So. All right, so let's talk about some fun facts about Ursula. Okay. All right, so in the original story, uh, like we talked about earlier, uh, she was not malevolent, but pretty neutral. Mm-hmm. She, was, um, she was actually considered a minor character and only appeared once. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the film, uh, she never met Ariel's sisters, but in the original story, she did. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so some pretty big differences. Yeah, there are some big differences. All right, what, what's the next one? Well, in the final battle, Ursula was intended to it was intended to play out very differently with Ursula in the final in the in the final portion of the film. Yeah. First, Ariel initially succeeds in getting herself out of Ursula's grip, only for Flotsam and Jetsam to retrieve her. Okay. Uh, also, she was to have accidentally killed Flotsam and Jetsam without any feelings of remorse or horror at what she had done. Mm, see, which they course, added that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's in the film. She's very yeah. sad when she accidentally kills them. Um, and her manner of death involved being impaled with the trident, not with the ship, but with the trident by Eric before he passes out. Uh, the reason they changed the ending was because Jeffrey Katzenberg had seen the Bruce Willis action thriller film Die Hard. Okay. During the film's development, Die Hard came out the same year the Little Mermaid did, I think, or maybe the year before. Okay. And uh, and advised that they make the ending more like Die Hard. It's pretty hardcore for a children. <laughs> that is pretty hardcore. <laughs> I mean, Die Hard's a good movie. Somebody got way too into it. It seems like. Yeah, I was like, you know, what would be great. <laughs> that's what we should do in this children's movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty it gets pretty real really fast in Little Mermaid at the end there. It's like, whoa. Yeah, it does. That yeah. got intense, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right, what's what's the next fun fact? Uh so the character of Ursula was created actually with B. Arthur in mind. <laughs> but she was too busy with the Golden Girls. Oh man. I, I mean, mean, that would have been a real treat. I could see it. I mean, I think I, yeah, that exactly. Carol does a brilliant job. But Oh, for sure. Can't replace that. But also, I would like to see that. Yeah, that would have been that would have been interesting with B. Arthur in mind. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> that is funny. All we right. Know how you feel about the Golden Girls. So. Yeah. So, I mean, can't blame her. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last one. This one's interesting. What is it? Last one. Ursula was originally going to be the sister of King Triton. Yeah. So that would have made her Ariel's aunt. 
Yeah. Which would have been an interesting dynamic to the story. I think I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, same. I mean, it would it would explain like the real intense hatred, I guess. I mean, they did it in Lion King, you know? Yeah, Lion King was inspired by Hamlet. That and that adds a whole different level of just Oh, Spar is despicable. So bad. Just straight up murders his brother. And thinks he murders his nephew. Yeah, that's... Okay, well, I'm sure we'll get to him. Yeah. All right, so we're going to close this out by ranking our villains. Okay? So on a scale of 1 to 10... I'm going to say, I'm going to write this out on the outline because I didn't before. Okay. Scale of 1 to 10, how despicable are they? Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, how redeemable are they? And on a scale of 1 to 10, how likable are they? Okay. Like how, like, as a as viewers, how much, you know, we have our favorite villains. Oh, as a character, how much do we yes. like them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, as far as despicableness goes, she's pretty despicable, but I'm trying to think in my mind what villain is a 10, and then where do I rate her on that? I would say she comes in at a 7. I was going to give her a 6. Okay. Because she doesn't, like, kill anyone, you know? Yeah, I mean, she's trying to, but... And all yeah, the mer people come back. That we know of, but yeah, the ones that she turned into a little yeah. plant that yeah. were in the garden, yeah. Yeah, the little polyp things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. great. Well, that's what they're called, I'm sorry. They're called a polyp? Yes. Like a baby coral is called a polyp. Oh, that's gross. What they... Yeah. Sounds gross. Uh, okay, so despicable... I'm six, Bobby seven. Okay, six point five. Yeah, the average. Average. Okay, six point five. That's all. Right. You can. Put, that's fine. No, it's fine. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. Redeemable. I mean, she's banished because she practices dark magic. Yeah. So she's kind of got this bent toward she's bent toward evil it seems like from kind of the beginning so or at least attracted to it so one being not at all redeemable 10 being very redeemable i'm thinking i think that we need to do one being redeemable because the lower numbers need to be like you know we need to add these up and give this villain a number Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the lower the number, the more redeemable they are. Like the lower the number, the less despicable they are. So the higher number, the less redeemable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, based upon what we see of her, in my opinion, she's not super redeemable. Um, I'd put her redemption quality at 
an eight. Oh, I was going to give a nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 8.5. 8.5 it is. Okay. Likeable. How she is, how we like her oh. as a character. Yeah, but the lower um, the number, the more likable, I think. The lower the number, the more likable? Yeah, because... Well, what do you think based on this rating scale? See, I would say on the redeemable thing and on the likable thing, one, I, uh, it's hard to, I see, I saw your logic with the redeemable thing, but I had in my mind. Because if we add all these numbers together, we're going to get an overall score. Mm -hmm. And then when we put these villains side by side with their scores, the highest score is like the worst possible villain. You know what I mean? Even with, so, okay. So we're saying that we, the higher the score on likability is the worse they are. Like we don't like them at all. No, never mind. Let's reverse it. Because if it's a really good villain, we're going to like them a lot. Right. Right. That's okay. what I was. Yeah. Thinking. So okay. on likability, on likability, we'll leave redeemable the way it is, but on likability. Yeah. So the lower okay. the number, we don't like them higher the number we we like them a lot yeah um i'd give her as a villain she's i mean i like her a lot yeah. um she's an entertaining villain um yeah. giving her points oh. for singing absolutely <laughs> um i would say as far as likability goes i'm going to give her a Let's put it in at the same time. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Okay. Okay. All right. I gave a six. Bobby gave a seven. Yeah. All right. So overall score, 21.5. 21.5. All okay. right. All right, Ursula. So on a scale... Of 30 points, 30 being the best. Yeah. She's a 1.5. It's pretty solid. Okay. I like it. Thank you, Ursula. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Do you uh, have anything else to add about her? Um, not that I can think of, except at the when I was a little kid, you know, because when Little Mermaid came out, I was a very young child. Yeah. Um, I remember being kind of not like terrified, but a little freaked out by her at the very end when she grows gigantic. Yeah. I'm like, thought that was pretty creepy. It's like torched by the lightning. And I remember feeling as a kid, um, man, that seemed kind of violent when she's impaled <laughs> by the ship at the end. Um, well, like, thank Die Hard for that. I was like, wow. <laughs> You just got stabbed through the chest. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really good. It's a really, it's a, it's sort of like a, a Disney used to be, used to have some like kind of uh, darker themes to them. And I think yeah. that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you? Any final thoughts? No, I mean, I agree with you. Like we said, you know, it got real, really fast. Like, you know, kind of took a turn. 
yeah, it got all of a sudden very violent. <laughs> went a little, went a little too hard, Hans. You know. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, but you know, overall, mm-hmm. love her. She's great. Oh, yeah. She's great good. Songs. You know what villain I just thought? Of? Hmm. Uh, Drake from the Pebble and the Penguin. Oh gosh that's a not good villain <laughs> yeah that's not that's not a good movie but yes, i know it's it a favorite of yours that's a really good movie uh, okay that's not probably what made me terrified of the water to be honest with you those uh, leopard not. seals Oof. leopard seals man they were like murderers they'll get you man uh-huh. pebble and the penguin such a good one okay I would say classic, but I don't think it is for a lot of people. Probably not. <laughs> but, okay. It's a childhood favorite of yours. Yep. All right. Like well, of- you like to see, oh yeah. Well, I mean, same maker, right? So. Don Bruce, yeah. Who used to work with Disney. Yeah. He probably liked the impaling of Ursula, to be honest with you. He was Don like, Bluth absolutely. Likes- Don Bluth likes darker stuff. Yeah. He's For like, sure. that's exactly what I was wanting to do. If you've ever seen All Dogs Go to Heaven, yeah, that's got some dark stuff in it. Yes. Gosh. Good movies, yeah. though. They are good. They just leave you feeling weird, you know? They're classics from, my, from our childhood. Yeah. 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 I don't think that they would come out now, you know? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I haven't seen the Don Bluth movie in a long time. Well, it's time to watch Pebble and the Penguin. No, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. Nobody knows this song no? except okay. for you and your family. And my siblings. They know. They yeah. all know what's up. All right. Well, continue the journey on social media. Give us your own ratings for Ursula. You can email us at thefigpod at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at thefigpod and become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash thefigpod. And please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow so that you never miss another episode of the Fantasy in General podcast. See you next week. See you next week. 